you will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are Body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com. On another exciting episode of the Animation Deliberation Podcast, hearts are being broken, onions are being cut. We have lots to talk about. If we can get over the tears, we're going to get to it right after these ads we have no control over. When it's time for an adventure on the open highway, one quick call to American Family Insurance gets you headed in the right direction. Our travel peace of mind package is there if you encounter a bump in the road. From roadside assistance to rental car coverage, we have you covered. Find a local agent or get a quote at amfam.com. American Family Insurance. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI, and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Sing along if you know the words. A one, two, three, it's time for animation deliberation. A conversation and a celebration of our favorite action animated series. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back to another episode of Animation Deliberation, the podcast where we take action, animation, and cartoon seriously, but not too seriously. We are your hosts. I am Zuhair Lee. My name is Jay Scotty St. Clair. And I am Andrew Rogers. And the energized voice that we are speaking in today is to cover up the fact that we have been crying for a whole week because, oh my God, did this show just hit all of the the, the, the feels. I didn't like it. I had to pause in the middle of it to cry. It was too much. Well, and we have to talk about it now. Yeah, before we get super spoilery, my kind of main takeaway is this episode was titled Deku versus Class A. It should have just been called Intervention because that's what it felt like. All right. <laughs> Hi, my name's Deku. <laughs> Hi, Deku. <laughs> uh, All right. Um, if you guys want to co- listen to the news that we covered this week, please go check out our Bad Batch episode. We there's The first half of it is spoiler free, so you can go in just listen to our news, understand what's going on in the world. For all the people who are hopping in because I've given them shit for the fact that they were mad about the way Demon Slayer was cut in theaters, I've been saying, hey, listen to our show. Follow our Instagram. We have the information for you so you don't have to pay money to be disappointed as you were. Or at least get the whole (laughs) picture. So now that you're here, check out our news on Bad Batch. Don't even have to listen to the rest of the episode. Help our downloads, help our numbers, get the information that you need so that we can help you enjoy animation to its fullest. But let's get to some feedback. Ooh, that, that was some, like a new like... tagline. <laughs> Bro, the amount of Facebook statuses of I just got home from Demon Slayer and I'm so mad that it was stuff we'd seen. And I was like, I've been saying this for months. <laughs> uh, that was I got some, triggered like, so quick. <laughs> Bakugo level bullying with just the excited voice. I, I, I don't know how I feel about you you bullying our listeners like that. 
That's that's not the best approach to take if they're new. If you're new, welcome. Zuhair's the angry one. No. <laughs> if they're new, because I roasted them, they already got roasted, saw the value, and now they're here. If you're here because you love us, welcome back. You have all the information that you need because we give you the information that you need every week. <laughs> and now Logan has a request so that we can give him more information that the people need. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, so Logan wrote in and said, Hello, fellow anime friends. My name is Logan. I was just Hi, reaching Logan. out. <laughs> Hi, Logan. <laughs> Hi, Logan. I feel like I have to do it at that point. Uh, I was just reaching out because I've really enjoyed the animation deliberation and the MCU cast, and I was just wondering if you could do some podcast over my favorite anime that time I got reincarnated as a slime. The animation to the show is phenomenal and the fight scenes are over the top. The story itself is intriguing and season two brings it up to another level. Season three is slated to come out in the spring of 2024 from uh, Welcome Logan. Welcome to the show, Logan. Glad you enjoyed the show. Um, happy that you're here. That is definitely a show that has been on my radar because my roommate is a big fan of it. Uh, so first episode, first season came out a couple years ago. Movie actually came out in February of this year. Uh, I was still very handicapped, so I was not able to go see it. Uh, but it is on my radar. I got to finish Mob Psycho, Blue Lock, Vinland Saga, and then I'll see if I can... Oh, spring of 2024. Arr, I'll try. I'll try. Yeah. You'll it try for spring of 2024? <laughs> <laughs> Backlog is that heavy? Uh, Yeah. <laughs> oh my god now, we'll definitely yeah. like even if it's just an anime in it or we get an episode on it we will definitely do something to give to you glad that you're enjoying the show and you know sharing your excitement of things that you want us to get excited about as well so it'll be on the radar we'll cover it in some capacity and yeah we're happy you're here yeah, I've actually watched like the first 12 episodes or so, and just the title alone is what drew me in. That time I got reincarnated as a slime, I was like, what the hell is the this? what deterred me. Okay. Oh, no, um, I love it. <laughs> it's it's very lighthearted. It's an easy watch, so I appreciate it for that. But um, beyond that, pardon the euphemism, but I feel like it's kind of like any sci-fi fan's kind of wet dream because you're getting like the <laughs> futuristic elements of like, being reincarnated as like a different being and whatnot, but then it also plays into like the fantasy um, elements. You get a lot of like sword and sorcery elements too. It almost feels like they the world they exist in is like a D and D world. Like there are monsters and stats to consider, and the it's the isekai, main... right? What's that? It's another isekai, right? I yep. d- that I don't know. Okay, but the the main character is really endearing, and you get to like kind of go on this this journey as he discovers this world and um, the power that he has in it. So yeah, I, uh, I appreciate the request because uh, it's an anime that I have not seen in its entirety, but what I have seen, I have thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah. I really can't say anything else. It's just one of those. It's the title. I love long title animes that are just like there for no reason. That time I got reincarnated as a slime. Uh, What's another one I just saw the other day. I'm scared. So I maxed out my defense. I'm like, I, I don't know what this is. That that's the one that I've been talking about. <laughs> Bo Fury that's airing yes, right that's now. What, it what is. the fuck haven't I done an anime on it? Yeah, I love that show. I watch it with my roommate every week. It sucks having to wait like those extra three days. Um, season one was great. Season two has been incredible. It's just, it's almost like, 
I guess you like for anime standards, like sitcom humor, it's just fun to check in every week. It's funny. The action's great. The The stories are just so wholesome. It's it's a good giggle every week. I love every bit of it. Yeah, I'd, I'd seen the the first season of Bo Furry after you mentioned watching it. And one of our listeners, I think Chrissy was the one that said she yeah. was watching it as well. And I just said it's like Kawhi in a nutshell. It's just super, super <laughs> cute and whimsical. And uh, it's a good time. It's so cute. Yeah. I love it. There was a Sally figure that came out the other day. I was like, I don't need it. 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 I need it. Well, thank you again, Logan. We do have one more bit of feedback, but it does. It is related to the episode. So we're going to go through the synopsis, give our initial thoughts, and then we'll hear the thoughts of Jonathan Kim. Sounds good. So, yeah, we're covering... My Hero Academia Season 6, Episode 22, titled Deku vs. Class A. Deku attempts to escape from his classmates, so they all try to restrain him. During their struggles, each Class 1A student reminds Deku of something he had done or said for them in the past and how much their friendship means to them. But Deku refuses to listen, not wanting them to be caught up in his battle against All for One and get hurt as his way of protecting them. After almost every one of their attempts to talk to... To talk or pin him down fail, Deku prepares to execute foe 100% to blast himself away for good, but Class 1A combine all of their abilities to create a massive ramp which they use to blast Ida into the sky at blistering speeds, catching up to Deku and grabbing his hand. Ida repeats what Deku had said to him in the past when he saved him, that helping people, that helping without being asked is the essence of a hero, causing Deku to start giving into his exhaustion. On the ground, he once again tries to keep his distance from everyone, but Bakugo confronts him, admitting the reason behind why he bullied him in the past. I can't even read it. He sincerely apologizes for everything he said and done, telling him the class doesn't want to reject who he is, but support him to help save everyone. Deku finally gives in and apologizes himself before passing out. He wakes up in front of the now heavily fortified UA, only to be met by a mob of angry civilians demanding Deku not enter aware that he is the boy Shigaraki is after. Deku is about to leave, but stopped by Ochaka. There we uh, have it. And it the tears so fall down. It was <laughs> so much. For, for like, Bakugo alone sharing how he feels. Oh, yeah. And I'm I'm so happy that I got the chance to, like, rewatch this to get to this point, because just the level of character development, like, I get that it's been six seasons, but Oh my god, the growth, the storytelling, like, I think it was last week we talked about, like, how some people whose names we don't even bother to remember, it's like, how much of an impact that they have in situations like this, and it's it's crazy how you add value to these characters and make the viewer care about it to the extent that we do. Just everything about it is so beautifully done. The action was insane. It was so cool to watch. But those, the those those stories, they hit you. They hit you in the feels. It was a lot. Yeah, I I wasn't here last week, but I got to listen to the episode because I edited the conversation you guys had, and you mentioned something to the effect of like this season might be your favorite, and you both kind of like yeah, the stakes are higher this at this point in time and whatnot. And I, don't get me wrong, I'm enjoying this season, but. I've always kind of maintained that I think like circa season two was kind of like when the show was at its heights for me because it was really just embracing like 
what I think makes the show so unique. It's the fact that it's this class and you really get to grow and learn with this class and see them bond. So this episode definitely has held a special place in my heart because it felt like the first time in a long time we got to see class 1A in all its glory functioning as this unit, taking everything they've mm-hmm. learned and working together. And, you know, I think certain characters um, please to Deku uh, rang a little more true than other ones. And it kind of fit to like the, their importance and their hierarchy. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, but Coda, you've never mattered much to me. I don't know if you ever will, but yeah. then, yeah. How I, dare I think, you? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry to all the Coda fans out there. But, um, Ida. Took your feet for rats soon. <laughs> yeah i i really like the fact that ida got a chance to shine i feel like it's been a while since he had a chance to shine and he was such a a focal character in the beginning and then of course bakugo it's like i think i mentioned like in the opening you can kind of just tell that bakugo has this like more begrudging respect for deku deku now and certainly like with the sacrifice play that he even refers to in this episode but this feels like the first time that he was genuine, vulnerable, put his heart on the line. And I feel like they are actually friends now. Like they might even be best friends. And mm-hmm. I'm just getting, I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it now because that is some character development right now to see such a prickly guy that like, what is this dude's problem? And to have him fully admit, like, I always wanted to be ahead of you, but the reality was you were ahead of me in so many ways. Again, the goosebumps, the hairs are just like raising as I, I think about that beautiful, beautiful moment. Oh, yeah. And I think it was also this is the first and only time we've ever seen Bakugo truly have his emotions this available. Like there was always the jokes that we made of, oh, he cares, but he shows it by being aggressive. This is the first time that it was just true, raw emotion on the scene. And I I mean, yeah, you can't help but to be touched. Wow, you're right. You do start talking about it and get the goosebumps just immediately up and down the skin. (laughs) But yeah, Yeah. it was just it was so touching in every single way. And I don't know, as as much as it is that thing of, oh, Coda, you know, he never mattered. The fact that all of these students more or less found a way to matter and found a way to still have something to say, I think is just it's the testament to people like this. Almost they don't get that kind of credit of how much of an impact they can make on a big group. So to see him fully not only get the credit but realize it and you know get it from every single person and just the ability to not only you know say why they want him back but say thank you for the things that he has done Mm -hmm. and just Mm -hmm. really represent it all i i don't know it is some of just hands down like the best storytelling in anime that i've seen in a very long while so yeah, I don't know. You you guys stole so much of it that I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> it, I, I I cried. It was great. I, I have my little things to say, but yeah, it, it was just fantastic across the board. And, and then I guess the big thing that I can talk, touch on that you guys didn't touch on as much is not only the whole middle chunk of the episode, but the end of the episode, the way that they represented mm-hmm. the next step in this battle and the fact that they are uh-huh. all still going to have to defend him and still you know, ready to go to bat for him against the civilians and really, you know, say, hey, he's still one of the students, not just our friend. You should be, you know, here with us. That was also just top tier telling and top tier getting me ready for what's coming next. Because like this episode felt so short, but we got so much out of it. One of the relatable to real life situations, which is why I think I got so emotional watching this 
the the reason that the emotions resonate with me so much is like from a real life scenario when you're used to being the person that'll put everything down to go help everyone and then get that wave of depression where it's like they always like i i'm when you're so used to giving that you don't know how to receive to the point that it makes more sense to be alone and carry burdens on your own and destroy yourself even more because you don't know what it's like to accept help is the state that Deku was in. And the fact that the words weren't enough, like had he not been exhausted and been literally killing himself, they wouldn't have been in a situation to take him back if this was earlier on. And the Mm -hmm. fact that they got him to the school and he still turned around like I'm having trouble getting the words out of my mouth, but like the relatability to that was why it was is why the emotional impact was added on to just incredible storytelling and character development. Yeah, I think that kind of speaks to what like Bakugo said to him. He's like, ever since you inherited all um all for one. One for, one all. for all. No. One ever since you've inherited one He's for all. He's the generous all. one. Yeah, you've done you've done everything correctly. You've done everything you have done has been ideal. But sometimes ideal is not enough. So when ideal comes up short, like you don't have to do this alone. Like let us pick up the slack. Let us help you. And again, <laughs> just hair hair standing on end, just thinking about that moment. But I also want to point out that I think this I could be wrong about this, but I think this is the first time. Bakugo referred to Deku as Izuku, called him by his name yeah. instead of you damn nerd or whatever else he wants to call him. So like that, that definitely rang true. But then, um, you know, Bakugo got his moment. Ida got his moment. Every, really, everyone got their moment, even Headphone Jack. Like when she said, this may not seem super important, but you helped me with my musical notes. And like that made me happy. And that alone in itself is important. Uh, but it felt like Ochako. Uh, Ochako. I always mess up her name. Uravity. Uravity. Um, I, I like Ochako really, more than Ochako. It's easier to say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I really thought she was going to like maybe confess her feelings to Midoriya. And it felt like she kept missing her opportunity. Like she almost grabbed him and he was he was just out of her reach. But then she had that moment at the end of the episode where I think her final line and the final line of the episode is like, when the heroes need protecting, who does that? It's up to us heroes to protect each other. Uh, but I love that her dialogue, like she hearkened back to best genus. She said like Ida added his thread, then Bakugo got to add his thread. And mm-hmm. now this is my opportunity to to add my thread. Yeah. Just beautiful, beautiful storytelling. Yeah. I, I love feel like that a part it's... of her really wanted to go off on him, but she was just trying to stay strong. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's exactly what I was about to say. I think it's a time and place thing for her. I think she knows that this yeah. is neither the time nor place to confess the feelings. Instead, it's the time and place to get him into a safe point and, you know, make sure he's okay. And one could say she knows the gravity of the situation. <laughs> hey, there it is. <laughs> But yeah, no, I like that. And then I'm going to pivot a little bit here, but it's kind of in the same realm. We talk about everything they got to say. I loved everything that they got to do. I think that was the craziest cool thing. And when you really break it down, 
obviously they had to have some plan of how they were going to apprehend Deku when it Mm. came time. But the fact that they were still having to improvise on the fly, work as a team, like it is once again the growth of 1A to become coming up with on the fly changes in, you know, scenes that literally mean, hey, you have to take down someone equivalent to All Might right now. Can you handle that? Can you put your powers together? Can you do everything literally in your power to stop him? Like Zuhair said, if he wasn't weakened, it wouldn't have happened. But the fact that they still were willing to battle on valiantly, like probably not even knowing he was that weak, just knowing, okay, we have to be prepared for All Might level was just a crazy thing. And the display of power across the board, like, I loved it. I loved every moment of it. That's a badass team. Mm -hmm. Like, I think my favorite part has to be the uh, electrical tape wrapping him up and then Kaminari (laughs) just being like, well, I'm sorry about this. I'm going to zap you with everything that I've got. Like, I was expecting to... I was expecting to see the dumbfound like him in the building like, oh, no, did he get away? (laughs) I'm glad they didn't because that would not have been timely, you know? Yes, it would have taken away, but I was still expecting it, you know? Yeah, yeah, I was I was I was worried that they were going to do that because we talk about how like every episode in the series have had like one little like nullifier. It was just like one little funny moment in all the intensity. That was one where I didn't need it. Like, let me just cry the whole time. It's fine. But I still love the fact that they gave that moment to Dinky. He's like, just take a bath, Midoriya. Let's take a bath, Midoriya. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was hilarious. I about that. <laughs> oh my uh, gosh. Dinky is uh, Mineta. Uh, Kaminari. Oh, so, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So either way, he got the comedy out of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But also, just a complete side note. When did we get electrical tape arms as like a powerpoint that because uh, i feel like we had never seen him just whipping out the electrical tape like that oh i thought he said uh that yayorozo made the electrical yeah. tape and he just wrapped it around his arms instead of oh, uh yeah. the way that it looked was as though that just was his arms not that mm-hmm. it was wrapped around it i was very confused mm-hmm. in that moment so no i, I was on the same boat that yayorozo made the tape and the um the mechanism mm-hmm. that was supposed to contain him I did not expect Ida to be in the acid. I right. actually cheered when he popped out. And the yes. the, en- the entry was amazing. Baka was like, I'm going to let our president talk first. And he just shoots up. Ah, just all, all the all the G's in his face at that point. Oh, just, <laughs> this was such a perfect episode, guys. Yeah, it really, it really was. It really was. Well, I feel like we've done a fair amount of gushing. We did have some feedback. Um do we want to go ahead and address that now so that we're, we're not just like saving it for the end of the episode? Do we want to include Jonathan's yeah, thoughts? Yeah. Let's see what Jonathan Let's give ourselves a break because I feel like <laughs> all three of us are getting a little worked up here. <laughs> so yeah, Jonathan Kim wrote into us and said, someone please stop cutting the onions. This was one amazing episode. Where to start? Hard to not comment on everything. I'll go in order, I guess. I love that everyone of the classmates all got to say something to Deku to try to sway him. Although, did I miss Can't Stop Twinkling and Invisible Girl say anything? Fun fact, I just scrubbed the episode. They did both say the word yes during the episode, agreeing that they had things to say to Deku when Red Riot said it. But that's the only thing they said. And of course, Can't Stop Twinkling said we. He did say we. (laughs) We. (laughs) We. Uh, I know they were apprehending the dictator with Red Riot, 
so they were a little further away until they landed. Just the teamwork behind the Class 1A was amazing, and that build-up soundtrack to the Prez grabbing Deku's hand, so good. I think the biggest heartstring, literally with the music added, was when Bakugo, I mean... Anyone want to take a stab at the Japanese name? Kishin Dynamito. Uh, Dynamite Explosion Murder God uh, apologized (laughs) to Deku. (laughs) Just seeing how much he has grown and the character development of him is great. A proper bow to, which shows how sincere he is and how sorry he was for his actions. Then for Deku to forgive him right away and realizes how much his class has grown. Also, that they are right by him as they are able to catch up with Deku. Great parallel, so good. Also, when everyone arrives back at UA, just seeing the crowd and wanting to keep Deku out, you could definitely relate to them and can feel why Deku wants to stay away from here. When Uravity says, when heroes are suffering, who will protect the heroes? Such a great line. This show does such a good job with Deku's moral decisions. I personally can feel it as Deku wants to protect his friends and everyone by staying away. But Deku also needs support as well, and he doesn't need to do this alone. So good. One more thing. 13 has a face? I thought she was like a black hole behind the suit. That's it for now. Only two episodes left. Sad face. Keep up the great podcast. That's what I thought about 13, too. Oh, my. Like, you talk about the moments of comedy. I I don't often talk during anime. The words, what are you kidding me, flew out (laughs) of my mouth in that moment because I was so entrenched in this deep story to have this bomb dropped on us that she has a face and is also gorgeous was just like, Mm -hmm. what is happening here? Hang on a second. I need a moment to. Oh, wait, no, we're back in the the mix of this. Okay, got to be serious again. Like they didn't give you enough time to actually think about it. What were 13's powers again? Were they was it creating black holes? Yeah, like she like has like a little finger. switch in her finger, okay. so it flips up yeah. and then like you just suck people in. Okay. Because she tried to suck up the warp st- gate, right? Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. And but she might her back got blown out literally. I was just about to say she might be more of like a teacher supporter at this point, as opposed to like an actual hero after her mm-hmm. injuries. Mm-hmm. Maybe. But uh, I don't think she was much of an offensive person, anyways. No. His feedback brought up a good thing I didn't even think of. We have this crowd of uh, civilians at UA. Where is his mother right now? Like, is that going to be the opening of the next episode? Is his mother, like, prepared to rip him a new one while also crying and hugging him? Not just his mother, but what about All Might? Young man. (sighs) I think All Might's (laughs) going to be more relieved than upset. Sure. At this sure. point, whereas like I feel like his mother yeah. might be legitimately angry, because Endeavor and Hawks had to tell All Might like what the students were doing, right? Not necessarily, because they trapped Endeavor into the principal's office, gave him the breakdown of what they were going to do, and then when they caught Dictator, Endeavor told them like keep the perimeter up and let them handle. Deku. So there's no way that All Might's just driving around not knowing where Deku is and Endeavor's like, eh, he'll be fine. <laughs> That's true. I'll I feel like he had to give him a head up. It's like, hey, the, the students are intervening. Like, we have to change our game plan. Yeah. Going back to Jonathan's feedback, though, I, I do like how he mentions the the visual parallel of like Deku telling them you, you can't keep up and then they actually do keep up with him. Mm-hmm. Um, Pass. That was, yeah, that was great. And then when Bakugo does his apology, like Deku being Deku apologizes to him as well, saying, I'm sorry that you can't keep up. 
And I loved Bakugo's response of I know. And it wasn't like the Han Solo, like, I love you. I know, like, asshole kind of thing. It was like, you know that he knows Deku's character so well that, like, I, I know that you're sorry. You don't need to be sorry. Yeah. Uh, that's what I, I, I grabbed from that. And there's a cool recurring moment in Naruto where when two friends spar or fight, you understand the language and the intent of people like based off the blows where words don't have to be spoken. And you see that a little bit in martial arts when you're sparring with somebody, you can tell like if their mood is off or if their energy is off or it's just a lot that goes into that. So while Deku knows Bakugo as a person, they've had a lot of physical exchanges too. the first assignment that they had to do when they snuck out of the school to fight after All Might lost his powers. So there's been a lot of opportunities where they've had the opportunity to communicate that way as well. So the fact that they just finished up this fight, Bakugo's speaking and Deku's like, I know. You see that there's a lot that they learned from their encounter just now too. Like the action between Class 1A and Deku was a conversation you know, through battle more than it was through words. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's also just another piece of storytelling that Deku never fought back. He always was on the defensive. He was always running away, but you know, he didn't do a Manchester smash. He didn't throw anything out there that he knew they couldn't handle. He was just trying actively to be like, look, I really trust you, but this is what I need to do. It it just gives more credence to the whole, you know, this is the ideal situation. He knows that he shouldn't be around them because he wants to protect them, but ideal is not always right. And yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's so perfect in so many ways, like just between the visual and the, you know, underlying things going on. I, I couldn't, I don't know. I couldn't ask for more. Yeah. I think there even was one point of dialogue where he says, like, I can feel that you guys aren't, like really trying to take me out. Yeah, he said danger sense alerts him yeah. to like evil or actual danger and the fact that they weren't trying to inflict harm and it di- it didn't go off. Yeah. yeah. Such a good episode. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. There's going to be such a hole in our lives after these last two episodes because like I think I need it. <laughs> I need it cuz it's been 6 months <laughs> and it's been like 6 intense months because I'm just thinking about how the season started. And mm-hmm. that's a totally different emotional impact, but it's still a heavy emotional impact that it had on us for that first like half of the season. Mm-hmm. <sighs> we get two more episodes and then literally the week after season six concludes, we get season three of Demon Slayer. I was about to say Demon Slayer should be hot on the heels. So we hop. Right. I mean, we've seen the episode that's going to come out a week later, so we still technically get a break. Oh, my God, a break. Um, but it's not much of one. (laughs) Yeah. Well, definitely one for the books. Oh yeah. It's always a great time to be an anime fan as we like to say. So yeah, you know, keep, keep up with us as we keep up with all of this anime. And, uh, yeah, this is arguably top five episode or show moment. My hero. Uh, moment. I, I I co-signed to that. I, I would be hard-pressed to find many things that would be above it. Yeah. yeah. I, 
if possible, that, let's see if like for the last episode we can just come up with like top five My Hero Academia moments. Yeah, let's do that and let's uh, open that up to the listeners as well. Send us yeah, your got two weeks top five My Hero Academia moments. In we'll order. Do that at... <laughs> yeah. We're not taking any of that. Uh, no specific order nonsense. I want them in a numbered list order. I'm talking to you, Jonathan. I'm talking to you, Logan. I'm talking to you, TJ. I'm talking to all of you out there. Jillian, I want an email. I don't just want a text <laughs> message. Get on it. Uh, Fabian, we didn't forget about you either. Fabian, I was just trying to think of the My Hero <laughs> people. because uh, But... Thank you all for being such great listeners. Uh, we do appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for joining us with the trauma. Trauma <laughs> yeah. bomb. Yeah. You don't have to process it alone. Just like Midori doesn't have to do this alone. We're here for you. So, all right. Uh, if you would like to give us some feedback, animation deliberation podcast at gmail.com is the best place to do that, as well as a slew of other places, which include all of our social media accounts, and you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram, Animation Deliberation, and on Twitter over at Animation Delib one All right, gentlemen, let them know what else you have going on in terms of creative output this week. NFL offseason is currently going on, and 323 with Reed Murphy is here to cover it. So all the crazy news that still hasn't stopped yet. We talk about it all over there. So anywhere you find your podcast, 323 with Reed Murphy. And this uh, week I was on the Source Pages podcast to cover uh, some comics for Shazam! uh, Fury of the Gods. I'll also be on next week to talk about the movie. And uh, let's just say you won't hear me being a DC shill. Uh, You're going to get my (laughs) full and proper opinions on that podcast. So if you're interested, it was a ton of fun. Uh, Go check that out. Uh, as well as all of the other podcasts at strandedpanda.com and anywhere you get your podcasts. Do we hold you back from being shell free? No, I just want people to know that I'm not (laughs) one of those, like, because I feel like on this show, we're always talking positive DC things because Young Justice is God. But like, (laughs) I'm not just about DC. There are some other things. (laughs) Um, Oh my gosh, this is just... Too many puns this week. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, uh, Andrew mentioned the Stranded Panda Network. We are a member of the Stranded Panda Network uh, source pages, which was mentioned as well. Check out all of those shows. And I teased on the last episode, but just another little teaser. There may be a show coming down the pike that uh, I am excited to be involved with. So keep tuning in to learn more about that. That's T-O-O-N-I-N. P plus ultra. And as always, stay wound. And hopefully there's less tears next week while I cry out muscle, muscle. Thank you for listening to the Animation Deliberation Podcast, a proud member of the Stranded Panda Network. If you would like to contact us, you can email animationdeliberationpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at animationdelib1. For this and other great shows, you can visit strandedpanda.com or join the great community that is the Stranded Panda Chat Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash svchat. Tune in next time, and remember, stay whelmed. 
At Kroger, shopping with pickup and delivery is the same as shopping in-store. Same low prices, deals, and rewards on the same high-quality items. It's one small click for groceries, one big win for busy families everywhere. Start your cart today at Kroger.com. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And right now, stock up on your favorites during the 10 for 10 sale. Mix and match participating items and get 10 for just $10 with your card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.